Hi, I'm Frances Robertson Ritchie. Welcome to today's episode of The Explored Life, More Than Yoga. In today's episode, Emily shares her story about how she and her friend Wendy set up an initiative locally to supply schools with books championing diversity. With a target of just £200, they've gone on to supply 19 schools in Folkestone with these tools for educating our children and our community. Good morning. So we're live now. Hi, I'm here with Emily Gassenpour. Welcome, Emily. Thanks for joining me this morning. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. So um, I am so excited to talk to you today about the wonderful initiative that you and your friend Wendy have set up, Books for Change. So I was really interested in exploring this idea of how we can take action you know, and I was just explaining this to you before, just to lead into you talking more about Books for Change. So this idea of like, with all the terrible and worrying things that are going on in the world right now, and that we're being bombarded with in the news and the media, it can lend itself to a sense of powerlessness. And that's what we were kind of talking about, wasn't it? And how, I mean, this is something that I very much experienced, and I'm sure lots of other people do too. You care very deeply about the issues, but it becomes so overwhelming that you almost are so overwhelmed you can't do anything or you feel like you can't do anything. And so I worry that this sort of leads into a sense of apathy, you know, which it's not, you're not doing it on purpose. You want to be doing something positive, but because everything seems so, so overwhelming, you don't. And what I feel uh, Books for Change shows us is it's such a wonderful, inspiring story of action, you know, taking action, positive action. And it's such a beautiful, simple concept that has proven to be so powerful. So uh, I'm just going to shut up now and let you talk about it. Okay, so you tell us all about Books for Change and how it came about. Yeah, thank you um, for, for all your kind words there, Francis. It's really um, sort of strange some, almost hearing somebody sort of on the outside of it, just um, their, their, their view and how they see it and how they've sort of... Um, yeah kind of interpreted it really so um that was really lovely to hear um basically what what happened was um obviously you know during covid lockdown the black lives matter movement um really took sort of a hold after the tragic murder of um george floyd in america um and i for, for me um it was very triggering i think it was you know for a lot of people but um kind of for me a lot of like past racism and a lot of sort of things that had happened in my own life started to really come to the forefront and I was I was really sort of in a low place yeah. to be honest um it was like a depression it was a type of depression that I'd kind of started to slump into a little bit um and I'm not you know I'm not afraid to say that because I definitely feel looking back that it what it, it was that yeah um and it was strange. I went for a long walk in the countryside and then my phone just started ringing and it was Wendy. I was like, oh, oh, hi, 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 how are you doing? This is nice. Have a chat. And she was like, look, I really want to do something. That's just really important. Um, I think I was almost in tears on the phone, actually, because she just sort of brought it up and she was like, I feel like, you know, you've got all the books you know all about you know she's like, I've been to your house. My kids have played at your house. I've seen all the books you've got. They're brilliant. And 
I've just had this idea where I think we could crowdfund to get some money to get the books that you've got in your home yeah into the schools because it's really really important it starts there like that's where it starts you know education is key around all this sort of stuff yeah. and um at first I was a bit like you know yeah I heard it all before like you know why why now like this has been going on for so long and I was a bit sort of I was a bit negative about it at first um honestly I really was yeah. um, and I said to Wendy I need a few days to just go off and think about it because I was quite negative you know in a negative place when you're in a negative place your initial knee-jerk reaction I think is to be like that be be sort of more negative about things yeah. so I kind of went off and had a think and then something shifted in me and I was like I need to take these feelings of negativity anger fear all these sort of emotions these really sort of sad emotions yeah and I thought I can use these even that feeling of anger I can use it to change it into a though use those emotions to change them into a positive thing yeah and I think I thought I'm going to phone Wendy back up and I'm going to explore this idea and see what we can do so I basically said I'm not I don't want to do any of the sort of like crowdfunding spreadsheety type blah, yeah. not just not, it's not my bag it's not my area and she was like I'll do that I'll do that because that's her area and she's brilliant at it so she set up the crowdfunder she set up all the Facebook page and it was just let's see what's happened let's see what happens yeah. you know we're not going to take on this huge thing let's just see what happens but we couldn't believe it the crowdfunder yeah. just went like off the scale oh. um and it, it was just goes to show that you know a lot of people in Folkestone were like we'll donate to this yeah 100% we need these books in schools we want change we want our kids to to learn and to be educated like wow so we just kept changing the target because we were like well if we can get more we can get more books um and things just started to grow through the project really where I decided that from this that I wanted to look at possibly going into the schools and using these books myself and actually helping the teachers to know how to to, to read these texts because some of them are quite that's a great idea yeah you know, they're quite tricky subject matter yeah. um I thought who am I to to really be even the person who goes and does this so then I started investigating looking at like online training and I um have been lucky enough to go on this to be on this incredible course with a woman called Nova Reed who is an anti-racism educator she's been doing it for years and years and years and um, I booked myself on this online training and I'm now training to become um an anti-racist educator who can go into schools and into the community yeah. to deliver anti-racism um well not courses but to deliver to use these books basically yeah. in a way that means that I actually know what I'm doing and it's also talking me through my own privileges it's a real intense training course it's not okay. for the faint-hearted um it's it's really sort of questioning my own yeah my own prejudice my own unconscious bias um and, and challenging myself to get through all that and then be able to be in a place that I can then work with children and teachers. And yeah, I think that is amazing. That's absolutely oh. awesome. And I think... Um, I wouldn't be able to do it if COVID hadn't happened because I've been furloughed. I want to be clear about that. Yeah, I'm on yeah. furlough work. I'm not like working like other people are. Um, and I get bored easily. So yes, <laughs> my kids, but I was like, I need to do, you know, I want to do this sort of so. 
So Wendy's saying that you'll also be buying books with themes of disability and LGBTQI, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I really feel like what you're you're doing there by going into the schools and supporting the teachers is really great because a lot of the reason we hold back from having the conversations is through fear of getting it wrong, isn't it? And I'm sure a lot Absolutely. of teachers don't approach these things because they think, oh, Absolutely. I might say something wrong, you know, and, yeah. and we all do it like I do it. I'm sure we all do it and um, yeah, to have someone with the knowledge and the confidence to yeah. support them and to have the conversations because that's what it's all about isn't it it's the conversations yeah it's absolutely having this as a shameful like secret you know, that we just don't talk about absolutely and I think you know what I'm proposing to the schools is that we do these twilight sessions so it's like I it's teach the teachers yeah. So it's not it's not the teachers with the children because that can get a bit <clears throat> jumbled at first. So it's like, actually, I get this intense time, this almost one to one time with the teachers where I'm like, this is how you use these books. This is how you, you this is the terminology that you use. This is how, you know, because because it is there is it is changing language all the time as well. Yeah. And we have to be mindful of how language does change and how, um, you know, talking about anti-racism and talking about white privilege is it is almost a bit it's taboo you know a little yeah. bit yeah. I mean not it's coming out more now but it has been it's difficult and even I with this training course with Nova Reed is like it's you know I'm, I'm making mistakes you know and I'm, I'm working through those with her um and that's what's going to be you give me those skills to be able to go right now I know and I yeah. can take that to the to the schools and into the community so yeah hopefully I mean it's just um it's one thing that we thought, oh, we'll do a crowdfunder, and it's become this is what I wanted to do. This is actually what I, this is my calling. <laughs> sounds really cheesy, but it really does feel like that. It really does. How wonderful! So, just, just to be clear for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. So, books for yeah. change. You're you're creating, you're you're buying books for yeah. schools in Folkestone, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're we're the Folkestone Books for Change project. So, yeah, we're we're crowdfunding for the nineteen primary schools in Folkestone so we're not doing secondary or nurseries at the moment it's not to say that that couldn't be something that comes on later later online but it all just again it just depends on funding so yeah. we've got nearly three thousand pounds wow from the community. that's amazing I know it's schools in Folkestone 19, yeah, 19, 19 primary schools will get the same books so it's like a sort of box set so I'm curating all the lists for the books of what the books that we're going to buy and we'll be buying like 19 copies of each book mm -hmm. and so every yeah. school will have exactly the same box set given to them um, and within that box set there is um you know there's two texts in there that we've had permission from the authors to actually be able to use i've had permission from the author to actually be able to use these books in a workshop sense yeah so my area of expertise like wendy's saying on the comments um you know it is the anti-racism the work of uh, around that but obviously we are putting books into schools around LGBTQI and disability. So, you know, later down the line, as this hopefully as Books for Change progresses, we we will be able to sort of, you know, employ or work with um, educators around LGBTQI and educators around disability who can go into schools and do what I'm doing. But yeah. that area, you know, that, that's the long term goal. So we're just starting it off with this is what we can do at the moment because yeah. the anti-racism work is work that, you know, I know I've experienced I've you know it's part of me yeah. so um 
so so hopefully yeah like i say we'll be able to sort of expand on it but um at the moment it will be these two texts one which is just incredible which is called a kid's book about racism which i think is the picture that i'm holding up in your yes. chat profile awesome book and it's just a very like this is what it is it's so simple exactly and jelani memory who is the author of that book has given me full permission to use it in folkestone um because he's he's based in america he lives in america and he's like i'm not going to come over to folkestone anytime soon yeah. to deliver these workshops and he's just happy that there's someone out there doing it and obviously i've explained to him that i'm going to be an accredited you know anti-racism educator so he's like this is brilliant clearly the other text is um anahita who is iranian herself as well and she's an iranian author based in switzerland and she's written this series of books um around these three girls it's about mighty girls basically one of them's iranian one of them's white one of them's black and they're all friends and they go off on these adventures and they work together to problem solve and do all this so again that's that's working with particularly around girls and empowering yeah. girls so. Which is so important, isn't it? That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I was just going to say um, that um, book, the first book, uh, you, I think you recommended it back at the beginning sort of, of lockdown when all this was really sort of becoming highlighted. Yeah. And it was the first one that I just um, I was showing to the kids. And yeah, it was just such a good way to open the conversation. Books are such an amazing way to have a conversation with children, especially, I mean, with anyone, but it's such a wonderful idea. Wendy was saying that also you've got a lot of other groups. Now. Yes, I know. So that's just crazy. So then we started this and then suddenly it was like, we started getting these kind of like DMs and stuff on Facebook. Like, we, we want to do this. Like, would you mind if we just copied your idea and like did this in our area? And we were like, wow, of course. <laughs> like, we want this to be like as many children and as many people, you know, have access to this and, and uh, experience it. and um, you know learn from it and just have access to all these books of course like 100 percent. so yeah we've got um deal books for change now so they they've almost reached their target they're doing fantastically um ramsgate books for change they they smashed their target and they're now buying their books for the ramsgate schools um hive books for change elam books for change elam have literally just reached their target um yesterday or the day before and they're just like really excited again it was just one 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 mother in elam yeah on, on her own doing it and just set the target low she kept it as 300 pounds and she's like right this is the target that I know I can reach it's not gonna be too much work for me and it's one school she's doing Elam primary school and she's got 300 pounds now to spend on these diverse books Amazing. and so, so uh, are you encouraging people from other areas if they yes. want to they could get in touch with you yeah absolutely we've got other people starting up in September so um next month kind of we've got um some of the some other areas starting up so we're, I won't say exactly who they are at the moment just just sort of in case you know they change their mind or something happens but yeah. we've got we've got other people constantly in contact with us sort of saying we want to do this how do we do it and what we've done is we've created a toolkit yeah so that people aren't constantly like emailing us and if we don't get back to them whatever but they can go and we've got this sort of um website now which we're developing at the moment um it, it's just a holding page at the moment but on the holding page it has the toolkit amazing so it's, it's just people can go to the website which is www.booksforchange.co.uk and um all they'll see is a little bit of blurb about wendy and i and then underneath a link to the toolkit and a link to all our social media that's so, awesome Oh, Wendy's just saying you've got Australia as well. 
we might we might have Australia. <laughs> I love the way she's like, we've got them, we've got them. Right. We might in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> love it. We, we we might we might have Australia. Yeah, it's really That's incredible, incredible, dominating the world. <laughs> well, I hope so. I mean, the thing is, we've had people sort of say to us things like, um, you know, why aren't the government doing this? Like, this is something that the government should be rolling out. We shouldn't be crowdfunding from the public purse for this, etc. You know, I completely agree wholeheartedly hold my hands up and say, yes, the government should be doing this. But will they and are they? And is it a priority um, for them? It should be. But but we all know it isn't. And so I think for me, you know, as an activist or whatever you want to say, I'm very much of the mindset of we've got to get on and do it. I'm very much, kind of, you know, even if it's not all perfectly worked out at the beginning, you'll find you'll go to your stumbling you'll get stumbling blocks but you need to just grab grab it and, and go take for it action. yeah take make so, and, you know and hopefully maybe the government will see you know if books for change does get bigger and maybe they'll see us and they'll go they'll think do this yeah and we're working with all sorts of different people on instagram and social media you know there's all sorts of other organizations that are already doing a lot of like lobbying the government um you know there's there's a there's, there's all sorts of sort of like education people and, and other books projects. So it's not just us that's out there. Yeah. Um, we're linking up with them and I'm finding them all on Instagram and Facebook, all these different organisations that we're trying to link together. The more that there is, <laughs> there's a child mm-hmm. in the background, the more, that there is, <laughs> the more that there is, the more, um, you know, the more, more of us, the more powerful it is to be able to sort of lobby. Yeah. Hello, oh, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Rose. Hi, Will. Here they are. <laughs> Here they are. Oh, Here they are. What happened to my Lego tower? It's done. <laughs> it's done. Okay. It's a house, a Lego house. Do they help with the choosing the books and reading and um, checking out all the text? Rose, Rose does a lot. Obviously, Wilfred's been at school um, quite a bit, like even kind of when the schools went back. Um, so he's not so much. But Rose has definitely been helping, haven't you, Rose? We've booked the change. Oh, bless. That's amazing. Um, I was going to ask you, Emily, how on earth you managed to fit all of this <laughs> wonderful work in around a family, young family, you know, mm. kids, right? Yeah, it is. It is, you know, but, do you know, it's, I sort of take them on the journey with me. It's very much, it's not like this is all mummy's work. Again, like Rose has been helping. I've been doing some lives and things like that. You, you know, you've probably seen her kind of yeah. um, on the lives and things, the storytelling. Um, you know I sort of I include them a lot in what I do we're always sort of like that it's not easy don't get me wrong it's not easy and sometimes it it can be a bit like oh they're going you know they're kind of taking over or going mad or whatever but I try to just include them in kind of everything we do and I'm honest about them with everything so they know about racism they know about you know disability people who have disabilities and how you know difference they understand difference I'm just really open and honest about things with them and yeah don't know. <laughs> and you've had a bit, you were telling me earlier about how you've had a bit of a shift in your lifestyle over the last few, is it the last year or the last few months? Um, I'd say, it's, it, no, it's the last year now. It's the last year, basically. Yeah, I definitely have. Um, <laughs> there's been a big shift, really. In, there's been a big shift in sort of... Um, that whole living, but like I think I was very hectic, although I know it seems like I'm doing loads. I do do it at my own pace and I do take breathers and time. It's a bit like that. Um, to sort of, that's Francis, to, um, 
um, yeah, basically last year I had a bit of a, can you go into your room? I had a bit of a um, traumatic life experience really um, last August. Um, which which was a, it was a, it was a near death experience basically, um, and it really it changed the way that I was doing things in life. I think the sort of rushing rushing around and always trying to please people that was a big thing that I um, you know I was a, a people pleaser and now I'm very much I don't know there's been a shift where I'm a bit like you take me or you you take me how I am or you or you don't take me at all and I'm not gonna kind of worry too much about it anymore because I haven't got time to worry about pleasing everybody and I know who my tribe are and yeah. I know who I want to be around and the people who you know are similar to myself and who are you know fighting the good fight and I, I just haven't got time for the haters or for the people who you know and, and not really agreeing with what I want to do and just um trying to put barriers up I just block it out now and yeah. I think before I used to try and please everyone and that's really energy it saps your energy constantly yeah. trying to sort of be something you're not really yeah. and this, this this all definitely came um from last year from from yeah having this basically um I had an ectopic rupture preg a pregnancy ectopic pregnancy rupture which was um a life-threatening situation and it um it just made me change slow down just slow everything right back down um I worked part-time but I was really working full-time I'd always yeah. check my emails I'd be rushing around trying to do everything for everyone and now I'm like I do my do my job but then when I'm not on the days that I'm not like employed I'm not checking my my emails I'm not always on my phone or rushing around trying to do all the added extras because I just can't do them yeah and I need to look after me you know yeah. and my family like what's important like your health is such an important thing isn't it and your family. yeah, yeah. exactly and the whole just feeling exhausted all the time from rushing around just made me realize what what are the key strip it back and what are the key basic things that I need and my family need to to be healthy and to be happy and for yeah. me it was good food and fresh air yeah, yeah. my simple. kids you know it's so so simple but it was you know my kids are really like full-on in the terms of they want to be out running around doing you know climbing up trees and and then I think every time I try to not stop that but yeah if that doesn't happen it just like upsets the balance and so I've just every day I keep these two key things in my head fresh air and good food yeah yeah I don't know that's just my sort of slow that living mantra, that's even a mantra I don't know <laughs> yeah the thing is if they want to climb trees they why they need to climb trees you know I know and I think it's the whole sort of like yeah every second of every day like they're running around like puppy dogs and I was very much like right let's all just sit down and try to keep this balance of all just this I don't know what I was trying to do really it was a control it was a kind of control and I think after last year I was like no we've got one life like just yeah. let them be and let let me be and do what I want to do and be who I am and not worry about too much about what other people think yeah and I think that's definitely what I what I did before and now I'm that's just the biggest like, sapper of joy isn't it worrying what other people are going to think of you and what you're doing yeah I just try yeah. to please 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 people all the time just, I think once you move to that place that shift of acceptance of you can't do that and you won't ever do it it's really freeing 
Oh, absolutely. I found it really freeing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's such a wonderful place to, um, I think we'll finish there because um, we've gone over a bit and you're, you obviously have your kids <laughs> right, right there and that's that's great. You know, this is it, living family life. So thank you for the time that you've given me this morning and given us and so, so inspiring. I'm really, really pleased to have been able to chat to you and hear all about Aww. it. Thank you for having me and just inviting me, you know, to yeah. speak about it because I am... Um, you know, really genuinely, really passionate about, um, you know, what we're doing, Books for Change, really am. So, and I just hope that we can get the message out there and really, um, you know, like I say, get all these different places and other villages and towns doing it. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, I'll drop the link to your um, website in the comments to oh, this. Thank you, that's amazing. I'm so pleased on a selfish level that, you know, Folkestone is getting this. It's such a wonderful, wonderful resource for our kids. So yeah. thanks, guys. Thanks to you and Wendy. See you later. Oh, yeah. Do you want to say bye, guys? Bye, bye. guys. Bye, Thank you. Thank you, family. Bye. Thank you, bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget that you can subscribe to listen to more episodes you can leave a review if you've enjoyed today's episode and you can share with your friends and I'd really appreciate that. Look forward to seeing you next week and if you need a few moments out for yourself, I've left a free guided relaxation recording in the notes for this podcast. Take care guys, see you next time.